Lecture topic. Advices to those involved in social work. Most have asked me that I will sit for a short while with those who are involved in the effort of the community in helping the community in the need of the hour and etc. So this was a kind of, so to say, request that I was putting forward. But I regard it as my honor to be here. And I regard it as a very great blessing of Allah Ta'ala to be seated among those who are concerned about others. And this is indeed a very, very great thing. So what I understood was that this is just meant to be a little bit of a muzakara, a little discussion, just to help try and boost the spirit further. So, just few things that come to mind. Time is very limited, so in the little time that we have. When Nabi Kareem Wasallam received the very first wahi, the first revelation that came in Ghari Hira. So he had been spending time in the cave of Hira. The details are quite a bit in the hadith of Bukhari Sharif and many other books of hadith. Eventually, the first revelation came. Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. So Jibreel Salatu Wasalam came and he embraced Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam very very tightly, three times. And they said to him, Iqra' many details. Eventually then the wahi and the revelation was now passed on to him. Now this was the very first occasion that this was that Nabi Kareem Salaam encountered and came face to face with Jibreel Salaam then the wahi and the weight of the wahi itself for the very first time experiencing that the weight of the wahi used to be such that at times when the wahi was suddenly received at that time if Nabi Kareem Salaam was riding a camel there was an occasion when he was riding a camel the weight of the wahi on him was such that that camel couldn't be it sat down Camel is a very strong animal and carries two people at one time through comfortably and that camel sat down. Now this was the weight of that wahi and then this experience for the first time. So in any case the point that we now need to get to is that he then came from the cave directly to Sayyidah Khadija who was his only wife at that time. And when he came there now he came there in a state that he was now shivering, zammiloni, zammiloni, please wrap me up with something, feeling that shiver. And after a while when this, when he settled, so now he started giving her the account of what happened. So in narrating what happened, he said to her that, لَقَدْ خَشِيتُ عَلَى نَفْسِي Now this was such an experience, I actually feared for my life. Now one explanation of this fearing of my life is, that that weight that I felt, that embrace of the angel, I thought my life might come out because it was uh, so difficult at that moment. And then one explanation of this is also that I feared for my life in the sense that am I going to be able to handle this responsibility? That this is now a responsibility passed on to me to invite the entire humanity and my mission must continue till Qiyamah. And 
What is the condition all around me? Am I going to be able to fulfill this? So now on this occasion, Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, she said some words of consolation. But those words were not just words, this was very, very clearly, divinely inspired. Allah Ta'ala put it in her heart. And Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam neither at that moment or later corrected her that what you said wasn't accurate, it wasn't exactly what should be said. And it's not possible that something that was not correct was done in the presence of a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala and he did not correct it. If something that was done in his presence which was not in order, he would 100% correct it. So Nabi Akirin Salaam did not then say anything about her statement, neither then or later was an endorsement of the statement. Now what did she say? That's the word. Those are the words to ponder over. She immediately, spontaneously responded and said, Talla la yukhzik Allahu abada. Never. Allah will never allow any disgrace to ever come upon you. Disgrace, disgrace means failure. Failure is disgrace. Person has been given some responsibility and he says, I, I can't handle this anymore. I, I give up. I resign from this now. This is too much for me. I'm, I'm unable to do it. Or he was told to do a task and he went and did it wrong. That is disgrace. But a person, for example, was given some task to do and in the process he actually, he spent his life in it, gave his life in it. That's not disgrace. That is the height of acceptance. So now she is saying to him, impossible that you would be, you would face any disgrace of any sort. Meaning, it's not possible you face failure. Failure and you can't come hand in hand. Face to face will never happen. Now why? This is a very big claim. Allah will never allow any disgrace to come to you. So now the claim requires substantiation. The claim must have some proof. So she gave proof thereafter. Why will this not ever happen? And then she started enumerating his qualities. In the different narrations, there are some aspects mentioned in one narration, some in another, but these are all the aspects mentioned. She started off by saying, you are the one who is in the forefront of maintaining family relationships. You go out of your way to maintain relationships. Now somebody who has this in his life, who so relationships, why would he do that? Because he's concerned about others around him. To maintain that harmony, maintain that peace. You are the one to go and build the bridges. You are the one who takes on the burdens of people. Sometimes we hear this kind of statement, maybe we might have made it also. Somebody now is complaining about something. Look, don't make your problem my problem. Nabi Karim also made everybody's problem his problem. That you take on the burdens of people. Somebody is in a problem, somebody is in a difficulty, somebody is in some hardship. You are the one that take it on upon yourself. And this was part of taking this burden was that his generosity in that regard was such that it is mentioned that never did anybody come and ask anything and فَقَالَ لَا And he said, no. 
if there was nothing to, there were times when he gave when he had something, and there were times when he gave when he had nothing. He gave when he had, and he even gave when he didn't have. He said to the person, look, I got nothing now. You go to so-and-so, you take it on credit from him, and you tell him that when I get something, I will pay it back. That's so, he gave when he had, and he even gave when he didn't have. Now, that is at the height of generosity. So now, this is being highlighted in here. Sayyidah Khadija is saying, إِنَّكَ لَتَسِلُ الرَّحِيمُ وَتَحْمِلُ الْكَلِّ You take on the burdens of people. وَتَكْسِبُ الْمَعْدُومُ One explanation of this is, the ma'dum refers to mu'dim, the person who is down and out, has nothing, you go out of your way to earn something for him. تَكْسِبُ الْمَعْدُومُ And you are very truthful in your speech, you fulfill the trust, you honor your word and agreements, and then the last thing she mentioned in there, وَتُعِينُ عَلَى نَوَائِبِ And you help when there's a natural disaster, some catastrophe. You are at the forefront of all this. And somebody who possesses all these qualities, we will Allah allow this grace to come to him. Obviously the foundation is Iman. But together with that, the person who possesses all these qualities, the door of Allah's rahmat is towards him. As in one hadith, which is narrated Ar-Rahimun, Irhamuhum Ar-Rahmanu Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala, Irhamu Man Fil Arud, Irhamkum Man Fil Sama. Allah Ta'ala shows compassion, Ar-Rahimun, Allah Ta'ala shows compassion to those who have compassion. Irhamu Man Fil Arud, be compassionate on those who are on earth, the one in the heavens will be compassionate to you. So MashaAllah, this is indeed a very very great and noble thing, very great, very noble. Sometimes this is just seen to be just some a uh, lot of uh, excitement, drama maybe, but this is far beyond that. And people who put themselves out for the benefit of others, it is stated by the Mashaikh that there are two things that nothing can compare to it in drawing down the help of Allah Ta'ala. The starting point is Iman and amal Salihah. Iman and amal Salihah, there is nothing obviously that can surpass that, that is the foundation of everything. And then there is nothing thereafter that can come equal to Ihsan and kindness to others and showing compassion to the makhluk and the creation of Allah Ta'ala. Nothing can come in comparison to this. Now, this draws down Allah Ta'ala's mercy and blessings, His Rahmah. So outwardly, sometimes this is just seen as something, well, human nature sometimes, obviously, if a person has humanity in him, even the humanity will drive him. If there's basic humanity, basic humanity will not allow a person to see somebody else in difficulty and he can do something about it and he'll just walk away. Unfortunately, that is also being lost nowadays. How many times is an incident, somebody, something has happened, people just walk past, don't even try to help in some way, though they can. Sometimes maybe the person is unable to do something. But where a person can do something, the, among the things that have been mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, which are the branches of Iman, Imatatul tariq that a person is walking somewhere and he sees something that will inconvenience others lying on the way. Now he 
took the time and effort. Might have been very minimal, maybe something very small. But he said, I can't leave this lying here. Why? Because it's going to inconvenience others. Who dropped this here? Who was careless? Who? That's not my issue. I don't know who that is. But my issue is that I can't pass by something that will harm others and not do something about it if it's within my capacity to do something about it. Now that is a branch of Iman, a branch of faith. Now that is something which some, some object lying in the way which will inconvenience somebody. Can we then imagine what will be the reward of helping somebody in desperation? What will be the reward of helping somebody in a very difficult situation? Now, this was the way of the Anbiya Ali Musa Salatu Salam. He fled from Egypt from Fir'aun because Fir'aun now passed the decision that he must be executed. So he just fled overnight. And now he came, took seven days to ten days of journey to Madian. Nothing to eat. Stomach has caved in. Now he comes there, there's a well. The shepherds are all gathered. They are watering their flock. On the side he sees two women, young girls standing aside. And he can see something is wrong. Now, he was not yet a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Nubuwat came only ten years later. But he saw the scene and he immediately... Now something is not adding up here. Because when everybody wants to get done, why these people are standing aside? So he asked them, what's the problem? He said, our father is a very elderly person. He cannot come. And there's no other men folk in the home. And out of sheer necessity, we have to do this. We can't go and jostle with the men there. We're waiting for them. When they are done, then we'll come. Any case, the shepherds now, the nasty nature sometimes that people had from even previous dads, after they finish water, they... So they used to take a huge boulder and put it on top of the well. So nobody else has access to the water. Musa salam came, single-handedly that boulder which ten people you had to carry, he lifted it off. And then he brought those goats himself, watered it for them, and then sent them off. And Nabi of Allah Ta'ala would see somebody in some distress, and he could not go past without doing something about it. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab an, in his time as the ruler, and Amirul Mu'mineen, but he would go around the Madinah Munawara at night, patrolling and seeing to it who's in some difficulty, who's in some distress. One camp and tent is out there in the open, who's here? Okay, this couple are here, but the woman is in labor and he goes back, brings his wife and brings the provisions that they will need on his own back to serve some strangers out in the camp in the open. This was the general norm and this is the legacy that they left behind. Alhamdulillah, those who uphold his legacy are indeed worthy of great uh, gratitude from the entire community. Allah is most shakur, Allah is most appreciative. Allah will reward this tremendously. Yes, what we have to be always conscious about, that whatever we do, in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased. Everything must be to, be, to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, and in a way that will earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And that is what will bring us Dunya is dunya, we are all here for a very, very temporary time. Every day we hear this person is gone, that person is gone. One town in, in the north coast, day before yesterday, there were four janazas in one day. Now, this is a daily occurrence, people are every day leaving, we have no idea when our time comes. Before that time, we have to prepare for the everlasting life of the hereafter. This too will become a very great benefit for us in the hereafter. This will take us ahead. Allah wa ta'ala accept all. Let Allah grant
tremendous blessings, barakah, rahmah, accept each one's efforts. And Allah Ta'ala make this a means of every khair and barakat in everybody, in the entire community, and a means of gaining taqarrub and closeness towards Allah Ta'ala. Wa akhir da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.